Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to an episode of Not Without My Sister with me, Beatrice McCabe, and you, Rosemary McCabe. We are here today to discuss a topic that I cannot remember. Rosemary? I don't know if we should say welcome to an episode. I think it sounds weird. What do you think? Well, I said it, so I always thought it was grand. Welcome to a critique of Beatrice. No. Oh, Ent- for God's sake. I was about to say entrancing. <laughs> welcome to a critique of, of, I can't talk now anymore. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister with me, Beatrice McCabe, and my critic in residence, Rosemary McCabe. Maybe we need a zinger up top for what the podcast is. What would you say one line? What's the podcast, Beatrice? Welcome to Not Without My Sister, a podcast about... Sisterly one-upmanship. Ah, uh, no. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, no. Even though I am the only one gainfully employed at the moment. I'm, I'm the main earner in the family now. Do you think that's nice? No. I think that's not a bit too soon. Literally two weeks to the day. Do you want to know what my nine-year-old said to me last night? Yes. Mom, you're a great mom. Is it hard being a mom? I said, well, like, it's not hard per se. I said, but you definitely spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about other people and worrying about other people and having a lot of responsibility. And I said, you know, you, I said, you, you spend a lot of time taking care of people and working. Well, you don't work anymore, mom. So like, that must be easy. I mean, where's the lie? To say that there was a, a hush that descended on the house would be a lie because dad was in the background laughing heartily well let me tell you what our eight-year-old said to our 10-year-old the other day i overheard them because i was upstairs eavesdropping he said hey william do you know victoria's secret and william went like sounding incredibly bored 
what, Finn? And he went, do you know what Victoria's Secret is? And William went, no, Finn. And Finn goes, do you know what Victoria's Secret is? And William goes, what is it? And he goes, it was made up by a dude. What? It's the song you heard. The song. Do you remember the, oh. that terrible song? He has no idea what Victoria's Secret is. He's just oh. heard this song. Well, one of my children today, so Don hurt himself, banged into something and goes, oh my God, I really hurt myself. And one of the children goes, did you damage your orgasm? <laughs> oh my God, what did he mean? Your organs. <laughs> I mean, that's actually quite apt. If I, hit, if I bumped into something while I was in the throes of it, I would damage my orgasm. Uh, excuse me, he wasn't in the throes of anything. He was walking around the house, Rosemary. Anyway, today's topic. Today I thought we could talk about the million and one ways that I have adjusted and assimilated to being in America and the one way you have. Well, I now call my organs my orgasms. <laughs> That's very American. I go, oh my God, all of my orgasms are just killing me today. You've gone too far. Anyway, Rosemary, you might as well be American for all the assimilating. I'm horrified. When I came over to your house the other day, keyed in the code without your permission and pushed the door open, I swear to God, I heard you with an American accent. Put it out in the garage, guys. Put that in the trash, boys. Pick it up off the floor and put it in the trash. I do say garage because every time I say garage, they go, do you mean garage? And I'm like, I just can't be arsed with their mockery anymore. But I don't say trash. I say bin. No, you don't. You say trash. Yes, I say bin. I do not say trash. You absolutely say trash. You say, put it in the the trunk of my car was the other one I heard you say. (laughs) Beatrice, if I said put it in the boot, those little idiots would be like, what? Your, your advantage is that you've had these kids since the moment they were born. So you've been saying all the like, quote unquote, wrong Irish words to them since they were born. So they understand them they're in context. These children only met me three years ago, four years ago. No. And they do not understand when I say words that are not American. I can't even say path to these kids. I have to say sidewalk. Oh my God. Rosemary, the minute you went on your first date, you came back full of American vernacular. Like, and there were no kids in the picture. There was just you wanting to surprise, surprise, assimilate. I, meanwhile, I'm like my very good friend, unnamed, who lives in Italy and has the most amazing Italian, con un accento veramente irlandese, and she refuses. Like, I was always so proud of getting, like, you know, getting that Italian accent. Lei, no. Per lei, non è così. And I have to say, I admire that. And I am taking that same approach in America. I will not be Americanized. So you admire that. And yet you didn't do it when you were in Italy. And still, even when you say, like last week, I mean, it's not Italian, it's Spanish. But like last week when I said jambon and you and you said, don't you mean jambon? Yeah, I said, I, no, I admire her steadfast determination. To but you don't to have it guns. at all. I have it in America, but I don't admire what you do because you're my sister. You don't admire anything <laughs> I do because I'm your sister, basically. I do. I told you I was admiring your writing yesterday when you weren't in the room. I sang your praises to mom and dad. I had to make sure you weren't here. I had to make sure I said, is she listening? And then I gave you some compliments. <laughs> I swore them to secrecy and then I said some nice things about you that will never, ever be repeated. Never be repeated. I said, you say this again and over my dead body. (laughs) No, you know what though? I do think there are some ways that you've assimilated. I have seen you or I've heard you while I've been on the phone and you've said to me, wait a minute, I'm just at the Starbucks queue. And I've heard you going, hi, how are you? And then saying, have a nice day. Those are very Americanisms. They're English language. I'll tell you what I have started saying. I know saying. they're English language, but you know what I mean. No, I don't. You don't say that in Ireland. Yes, I do. <sighs> yes, I do. Rosemary, Ireland might as well be American now for all that, like, it's not that, it's not that Irish. When was the last time you were even in Ireland? 
a while ago. I'm going this summer, so I'll be fully, I'll be fully re-Irished. Oh, Listen, I spoke painful. to Julie on, I spoke to Julie on the phone yesterday, so I got a full dose of full Irishness. Mom and Dad are here. I'm living in mini Ireland. Full Irishness. Julie's from Malahide. She might might as well be from London. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I do say because otherwise I cannot be understood. Water. Could I please have some water? Oh yeah. Could I please have a glass of water? What did it. I say? I said, um, I was reading my email to someone the other day and I said, oh, it's something Dot McCabe. And she went, Dot? And I went, <laughs> Dot. And she goes, Dot? And I went, yeah, Dot, like period. And she went, oh, Dot. <laughs> like, in fairness. I have to start saying Dot? In fairness, it's much more likely that I'm going to be like, please give me a glass of wine or a coffee than a bottle of water. So I don't have to use that term very often, thank God. Actually, that's my new thing. The reason I don't drink enough water is because I nobody understands me when I ask for it. You know, it's like when Chance was born, I was in the hospital and she comes in and she goes, what's the baby's name? This is the nurse, right? Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, Chance. She goes, Chance? And I said, Chance. And she goes, Chance. And she starts, she's trying to write this down. She's looking totally confused. And I go, Chance. And she goes, oh, Chance. <laughs> I have I have similar with Atlas when like people will go, what's his name? And I'll go, Atlas. And they'll kind of go, hmm. And I'll go, Atlas. And they're like, oh, Atlas. They're only confused because they're your neighbors and they know that's the dog's name next door. <laughs> Can you actually believe that? I don't know if I've mentioned this. Have I mentioned this in the podcast before? Multiple our neighbor, times. <laughs> oh, our neighbor two doors up. And oh my God, her granddaughter has started coming around to play with the boys, right? Very nice. They're all bouncing around the trampoline earlier. I was getting quite nervous. So they were going to hurt themselves. Anyway, they're having a great time. And um, I said to her, oh, your grandma lives in that house, doesn't she? And she said, yeah. And I said, and she has the dog named Atlas. And she went, how do you know his name? And I was like, because that's my son's name. <laughs> in a rage but she didn't get it she was like oh so um there's another one so what about the use of the word grandma that you just said there your grandma <sighs> lives next door and i heard it and i said nothing because i don't like to pass comment on sorry you said nothing for one and a half seconds precisely <laughs> until you could then bring it up when there was a gap in the conversation well, <laughs> it just reminded me of yesterday <laughs> now she goes grandma she, granny turns around she, you know she gets she's great for until about 6 yeah, I know, yeah. p.m. And then... As soon as the sun sets, so does exactly, her humour. Exactly. Just like evil Pat that we have. We are playing Lego with Fox at the moment. We've got Postman Pat at night time. He puts on his evil hat and he becomes evil Pat. And that is definitely Granny. Evil <laughs> Granny at 6.35 p.m. So anyway, Nash goes, Grandma, and she goes, I told you I am Granny. <laughs> Why does she hate Grandma? What's her problem? <laughs> I don't know. But they all call her Granny, Granny, like I-N-N-Y, because they have an American accent, which I actually hate. Hey, Granny. Well, I hate when everyone calls me Rosemary, but I'm just, everyone does. Even my own children, I've tried to correct them multiple times, and they grew up with you, Rosemary, so therefore that decimates your theory. No, no. being from birth. No, no. My theory isn't that if you say these words to them, they will also say them. It is that they will understand them. They understand what you say when you say Rosemary. My children, I say garage, and they literally go... Dad, she's speaking Irish again. What she's saying. I don't understand a word she's saying. Well, I do I do think that it must be confusing for our kids or certainly for my kids because I do think that there's like a, a comprehension that has they have to like figure out how to put Don's accent and my accent side by side and like figure out that these are the same words, etc., being said differently, you know, versus another baby who like has only one accent. Because when one of my children was in was about seven years old, 
one of the teachers at a parent-teacher conference said to me, oh, you're Irish. I thought your child had a speech delay, but now I just realized that's their accent. Excuse me, a speech delay? Speech delay. That is, I have to say, incredibly rude. I was just watching a clip when Saoirse Ronan was on the Ellen DeGeneres show. And Ellen was basically, as everyone does, Saoirse must be so sick of it, going... Tell me about your name. How do you pronounce your name? That's a very unusual name. And I mean, the way it's spelled, it makes absolutely no sense. And you literally feel like going, there are other languages in the world aside from English. American English. There are other accents in the world aside from American. Well, I think we're getting sidetracked here because I have a lot of other things that I'd like to bring up that you do to assimilate. I noticed most recently when you arrived in our friend's house, sat down and said, "Do you are you a Coke house or a Pepsi oh. house? And I was like... Who is this robot? I noticed recently. I'll tell you, this was a year ago. And I know it was a year ago because you have brought it up three times a week ever since. (gasps) So I've had to listen to this same thing 156 times. It is so incredibly annoying. One time I said, rather politely, I thought, before I selected a drink, I merely wanted to know what my options were. And by and large, Beatrice, I think you will find in the Midwest, people and restaurants are either Coke people or Coke restaurants or Pepsi people or Pepsi restaurants. So when they said to me, would you like a drink? I merely wanted to know what the options were. And I felt like establishing from the offset, if they were a Coke household or a Pepsi household would help me figure that out. It would help you figure it out, but it's weird because you just summed it up yourself. It's not a restaurant. You're in somebody's house. And if they say, would you like something to drink? You go, yes, take your pick. You take a pick. Surprise me. You shouldn't be so, you've started to become very American in your expectation of getting specific service in people's house. Close your mouth. Who has ever come into someone's house and when offered a drink or anything to eat, gone, you decide. Yeah, me. All the time. That's oh, what we do please. in Ireland. That's what we do in Ireland. We're just... You do not. You walk into people's houses and go, oh, can I open this wine? That's what happens to you. Me? I do not. I do not. I go, any chance of a cup of tea? That's what I say. Any chance of an alcohol? No, you literally, br- you literally bring your own wine. You're like, where's the bottle opener? No, I do not. And that leads me on to your other bad habit, which is now coming to my house with coffee in a container. Well, I was, go- I was actually going to say, speaking of being offered drinks, I have found... Like Since I've moved here, I found it really baffling when people come to your house and you go, can I get you a drink? And they just say no. And you're like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, what are we, what am I supposed to give you? Well, they say no because they've brought their own drinks. They have their own to-go cup with a drink in it, which they then drink. But that's actually bizarre when it, because it's fine for Americans. They're American. They're American. It's weird for you. Beatrice, when in Rome, I'm in Rome. I'm in Rome doing as the Romans. I'm in the Midwest doing as the Midwesterns do. It's not just a to-go cup. We had a birthday party for one of our kids and loads of people arrived at somebody brought a can of 7-Up, somebody else brought like an energy drink, somebody else brought a can of Coke. I was like, why, like, for what did I buy all these Diet Cokes? For myself, let me tell you, for myself. I was actually thinking, oh my God, Beatrice, did I send you that that tattoo? Somebody got matching sister tattoos of like a glass of Prosecco or something. I was like, we should get matching Diet Coke tattoos. Yes, you did. But you also sent me the two broken hearts and said, we should get this tattoo. And I had just watched an excellent episode of Law & Order where... The two where one woman got murdered in a prison, crim- like a, an obviously an inmate, and turned out she was murdered by her co-inmate lover. And the reason they were found is because they had, I, t- I texted you this, they had half tattoos tattooed on themselves that they'd done in the prison yard with toothpicks and the paste from a ladybug skin, cochineal or whatever it's called. 
I told you, you this. You did not text I me this. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. And I said, this must be another one of those texts you sent to the old to my old no, number. I, Some what? poor Midwesterner is getting all these texts. I absolutely. Well, I mean, if they did, God bless. Because I said, <laughs> I said I'd love to get a tattoo in, in the shape of half a heart because I just watched on Law and Order, and that's what inmates do apparently with the skin of ladybugs. So hope that did go to somebody else. They'd be super excited. Who's doing this to me? I don't think I got that message. You did. You absolutely did. Sorry. How do you know what messages I got? Because you I don't. could tell. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell when I saw the small plate of ladybugs that you were saving oh, on the windowsill. <laughs> Once or twice, I have left my house. And as I've left my house, I've noticed, oh, the coffee pot that I brewed for coffee 20 minutes ago is still really full. Will I leave it here to go cold and then end up throwing it out? Or will I, being the frugal queen that I am, pour it into a to-go <laughs> cup and bring it Good over one. to your house? And that's what I've done. Good one. And you have been shocked uh what about when you rock up to my house with a starbucks for one i think that's happened one time and that was an accident because i didn't know but i all i that's unfair because i very often bring starbucks for everyone in your house you do you do but in my opinion it's it's for everybody or nobody so go on tell me what else you do in america what other americanisms have you adopted you eat weird food that's for that's a fact now you eat that bean casserole thing Bean casserole thing? What? Green bean casserole. You no, eat no, 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 no. I refuse to it. eat that. It's the corn casserole I like. The green oh, bean, oh, no, no. The green bean I won't go near. That's the one made out of like a tin of green beans and a tin of pineapple and a tin of tomatoes. Something disgusting. No, I won't eat that. Sorry, that's actually, no, it's actually green beans and a tin of like condensed mushroom soup. Ghee roast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'll tell you what I'll tell you what else you do that's very American, in my opinion. Like you don't I hate ever this say, episode a lot. You don't ever say anymore. Like I found that like when you first moved over, you used to say, Hey, I'm Rosemary. Not to me, because obviously I know who you are. Hey, I'm Rosemary. Uh, you know, how's the weather? How are you? Nice to meet you. Oh God, you're about to make up a lie. I feel like I can tell by your face you're about to lie. What is it? Now I introduce myself and I say what? You say, hi, I'm Rosemary. What do you do? What's your job? I've always done that. What? I feel like I did that in Ireland as well. And I used to think, like, I remember when I chatted to guys on online dating, I was like, oh, this is such a boring question. But then it always ended up being one of the first questions I asked. Because I feel like it's like a way to place someone and go. What? I was joking. Oh, no, I... I definitely ask people what they do and then I hate myself for it because I'm like, that's not interesting. But then I also don't know what else to ask them. Just sounds very materialistic. I wouldn't have accused you of that now. I mean, I was accusing you, but like I wouldn't really have accused you of it. You were making up what you thought was a lie, but it wasn't a lie. It was the truth. Mom and dad, I would have said like, Rosemary never does this. Don't tell her I said that. (laughs) No, no, no. I do do that. Oh, hi. What do you do? Or like, oh, what does your husband do? Yeah, I asked somebody that the other day. That's desperately avaricious. It sounds real like classist i think it's just like my natural curiosity oh okay what do you do that's very american you say things in conversation like oh, oh you just it really frustrate me because you, you don't close the loop on conversations excuse me i only started saying that recently and it was to annoy you because i only said it to you and it worked <laughs> i tell you what else i watch a lot of tv but like i think that's actually universal oh yeah i don't think that's particularly american it was probably american when we were young only because we only had two channels yeah i get a lot of takeout only because i can and i have kids what do you call fizzy drinks like do you still call them fizzy drinks do you say do you want a fizzy drink or do you say do you want a soda i've actually i think i've heard you say soda so that's very american no in the midwest it would only be american if i said a pop pop, pop. you want a pop yeah yeah but you don't say pop but i think you say soda i don't i say a fizzy drink i don't think i've never heard you saying to I kids say, do you want a fizzy drink we're not having fizzy drinks i don't drinks. offer the kids fizzy drinks i say would you like milk or water <laughs> <laughs> and then they go can i have pepsi and yeah. you go no we're not having soda i've yeah. heard you say that yeah yeah okay soda i think everybody in ireland calls it soda by now once again hasn't been in ireland since 1989 <laughs> nobody in ireland is calling it soda true excuse me nobody in ireland is calling it soda haven't been in ireland though since for three years because of the pandemic and haven't been back since and now the pandemic and then having four kids and working but luckily that's no longer an issue so i shall be back in the next couple of months. Oh, you also have no passport. It just expired yesterday, I noticed. So that's that very American of you. Yes, very American of me. Good one. Thank you. But um, my children all have passports, except Fox. I do not. Now, hang on. Here's something you do that's very American, but also quite nice, I think. When you walk into shops, you definitely enthusiastically greet them just as enthusiastically as they greet you. Whereas I feel like in Ireland, you walk into a shop and you keep your head down. And if somebody says hello to you, you go, oh, hi. You or me? You're saying you? I'm saying you. In Ireland, I keep my head down. Everyone in Ireland. It is the oh. it is the done thing to keep one's no. head down. No, I would say hello to everybody and I say goodbye to everybody. And then if they speak to me in between, I try to ignore them. I've definitely heard you go into shops and go, hi, how are you? Oh, yeah. But I absolutely hate being like spoken to or catered to in a shop. I hate anything I can help you with. No, thank you. I'm browsing. We get that from mom. Do you remember you go into a shop and she'd be like, I hate this now. And it's just you and one other person in the shop. And they ask you what you're doing. Then they're staring at you. <laughs> that is 100% from mom. And that's very, very Irish attitude. She just gets so embarrassed. Is it very Irish or yeah. is it just mom? Again, is it just mom? We don't know. Oh, you know what you do that's very American? I have seen you squirting whipped cream into your children's mouths. That is American. Canned cream into the children's mouths. Please. That's not American. That that's is American. Per- we don't have canned cream at home in Ireland. We have churns out the back. 
Excuse me. I have never purchased aforementioned cream. It is in the fridge. I then spray it in there. Sorry, how does, it get in, how does it get in the fridge? John buys it. Then With what money? That counts as you purchasing it. It's your family money. I would never purchase that absolute abomination. Abomination is correct. But once you have it, and they love it sprayed into their mouths. And I particularly love when their like, mouths are so full they can't even close them. <laughs> It's absolutely grotesque and probably quite American of you. And then I do a real dad move where I go, come on, come over here. Come here. Come here. And then I go, and then they go, can we eat more? And I go, you've had enough. Sit down. (laughs) The humor has gone off me like immediately. That's so dad. (laughs) Oh, we're all making these jokes and I'm kicking you with my leg and my toes in the air, et cetera, whatever the jokes are. And then you go like one toe pull too many. I mean, not that I'm Beatrice. touching dad's feet, but like yeah, no. you touching dad's okay, feet. Okay, no, I haven't touched dad's feet in, since before the pandemic. Beatrice, <laughs> listen, <laughs> a prime example. <laughs> oh, God. A prime example of this is for years and years, dad would walk by the shower while we were in it and splash us with water. And then I do one too, I, I wait till he's oh. 74 and I do one too many splashes and he yeah. just has a complete sense of humor failure. I feel like yours wasn't a splash. Was it not a mini bucket of water? No, that you it was a little, just... it was It was like the lid of the mouthwash, Beatrice. It was tiny, but he, but he had just <laughs> turned off the shower. It was very bad timing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. desperately unhumorous about things. Like he's like, he's doing all this like, and he's the worst. I mean, he's the most teenage. Like, you know, my preteen is here being bold and dad's like, oh, step, step. And then like, he gets involved. He starts doing tit for tat. You know, uh-huh. you go, Dad. Like this really isn't helpful. And we're just messing. We're just Dad. And then, like Dad gets something in the eye or whatever. Like, yeah. This is go yeah. to your bedroom. Yeah, and he's very, very unpredictable because sometimes you can do things to him like that that he will find very amusing. And then another time, like yesterday at lunch, we went for lunch for my birthday, <laughs> and he turned to me when I ordered dessert, which the waitress had said to me, by the way, because it's your birthday, you get a free dessert. Nobody else was getting dessert. And he said, "Are you getting dessert?" And I said, "Yeah, I am." And he said. Good for you, greedy guts. What? And I said, shut it, you cunt. And he looked absolutely <laughs> shocked. And I was like, what did you expect calling me greedy guts on my birthday? I had already asked if there was a birthday cake and they said she will get a free dessert. Yeah. And then because I availed of the free dessert, he called me greedy guts, Beatrice. Quietly. That was actually the worst part of it. Do you know what else dad said yesterday, which was like absolute fiction? And mom is meanwhile, every hour she just whispers under her breath. Everything on this podcast is fiction. <laughs> Everything in this podcast is made up, invented. I know, I know. I'm like, well, there are two of us recollecting these, you know, memories. So this he, he was be- very, he was very bunny on bum bum now about the recollection of his ham casserole. Oh, he Jesus. felt that that was misrepresented. When he was talking to me, <laughs> when he was talking to me yesterday, I said, you know, the thing about being unemployed is that Maslow's hierarchy of need immediately reshapes itself you know the hierarchy of need which is about like yeah yeah, yeah. these are the things you want in the order that you need them or want them right so like Mm -hmm. you know first things first you need shelter then you need food so i'm like i need to be on a diet was top of my list when i had a job and i was like stable and all that kind of stuff now i'm like being on a diet has gone all the way down the bottom because i need to have a job i need to have a plan and so i go to dad like jesus maslow's hierarchy of need whatever like it's gone out the window diet i know sure when i went on my first diet eight years ago i'm like eight years ago that started a good 20 years ago. He goes, maybe you're right. And I'm like, I'm 100% right. 100% right that he has been food shaming us for two decades, at least. Absolutely two decades. But I actually, you know what? The, every time I think about this, I just get his first 
diet. Imagine how privileged oh. you would be to go on your first diet at the age of 50, Beatrice. No, 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 no. He went on his first diet when he got married, Rosemary. Oh. Like like, like for the wedding? For the wedding. And then he was so... What a loser. But no, he was in love. Don't be such a bitch. It was for mom. It was for mom. Mom never cared about any of that stuff. She just wants him to uh, wear better pants. Not those terrible jugs. Well, the irony of it is that just like, or the hoodie that he bought in Target. That's oh my God, coming. she's obsessed with this yeah. hoodie. Well, the best part was, anyway, I was going to say, go back for a second. I was going to say the irony of it is that like everybody else in the world, mom was thinking about mom and dad was thinking about dad when they were marrying each other. Right. So mom's like, didn't even notice that dad needs to go on a diet in his estimation. And he didn't even notice, like, he goes, oh, your mother was only ever worrying about herself. She goes, he was only ever worrying about himself. Anyway, was in Target last week with dad going out to buy a jumper with mom's blessing. So he comes upon the rack. She would not have blessed you to buy him a hoodie. There were actually no decent jumpers, right? There were none. There's a rack of hoodies and he starts like perusing the hoodie aisle. Like, I don't even know, like some streetwear, you know, aficionado. And I go, dad, what are you doing with those hoodies? Because I mean, just no, like he had a hoodie on last time. She made him leave it behind along with her old ancient 90 that I immediately scrapped. And when she came back this time, she's like, where's my 90? You scrapped it? She left? No, no. She left that here for next time, Beatrice. I distinctly remember. That's a fiction. Oh, I'm aware of that. No, no. She literally said, put this 90 in the bin. So I I did. We had a whole ceremony outside. We set it on fire. We said a few prayers. We sang a song. We sang some Christmas carols. And now she's denying that. But anyway, so we're in Target and I go, Dad, I really don't think like, I mean, also, why is this even relevant? I go, Dad, I don't think mom wants you to get a hoodie. She does. I said, mom really doesn't like hoodies or you in hoodies Mm -hmm. to be more exact. She's never said that in her life. We get home. He takes, I mean, also high, you know, very convenient like recollection. So we get home, takes out the hoodie. Mom goes, Philip. I was like, I could have literally written what this. What does she script. hate about hoodies? What's her problem? I think she has a problem that dad still sees himself as like young and vigorous and wearing trendy clothes. She's like, you should be wearing like a shroud. <laughs> you should be carrying a body bag around with you just in case. <laughs> Always have one handy. Mom telling us that Granny, uh, at one point they said something like, Would you not get a new outfit? And she was like, Oh, what's the point? I'll only get a few years out of it. What? So depressing. That just goes to show changing attitudes. Now you'd be like, I'll get two wears out of it. Great. Not mom. You know what I mean? Not mom. Back then they really wore the. Oh, will you? Although she's she's absolutely that Aer Lingus outfit is gone. She won't wear that anymore. What Aer Lingus outfit? Remember she got that green skirt suit. It's the exact same green as the Aer Lingus uniforms. <laughs> and dad kept saying something like, are you going to go up and down the aisles now and offer us <laughs> snacks? And she got really annoyed. She won't wear it anymore. <laughs> anyway, so dad's gone mad American. I'd say mom thinks hoodies are mad American. Oh yeah, dad, dad would love to live in America. He loves coming to the supermarket just to walk up and down the aisles. Oh, he was telling me the other day about all the guns that he'd have if he lived in America. Oh, he told me that. He'd have a ton of... He'd be mad. He couldn't be on a quiet diet in America because he buys way too much stuff in the supermarket. It's like when the kids... Oh, I was trying to... What was I trying to stuff him with today when I made that soup with the cream in it? And I was like, you have another bowl, but he wouldn't. Probably delicious. I was trying. It was actually delicious. Well, you'd probably hate it. Spicy Italian sausage, potato, kale, cream. Chicken broth. Sounds delicious. It is actually very nice. You're you're looking a bit skeptical, but you're also a bit blurry, so I I can't tell. For somebody else. I'd never eat creamy sausage soup in someone else's house. I'd eat it in your house if I was ever going to eat it. I'd eat it with pasta. That's the thing, not with soup. Can you stop riffling through that noisy paper there? Sorry. Please. Sorry. What are you looking at? That's actually really American. Not able to stop working. (laughs) 
you're there going through oh, your right. I'm trying to have a nice chat with you're you. right but I think that that was a trait that I had long before America yeah probably as dad said at least you know you may be employed but at least one of us is ambitious he did not no he didn't <laughs> that prick I was literally going what the hell well well I'll have you know mom said to me yesterday with absolute confidence she goes I know you never would have let your dad buy a hoodie still the favorite <laughs> i'm like why i have no issue with dad wearing a hoodie i'm going to go in now and start planting some nonsense I'm like, mom did you know that rosemary actually suggested daddy buy that hoodie can't believe it you should tell her that i've been telling daddy needs to buy a pair of vans that they're really comfortable shoes and he should get the ankle boot version do you know what she'd absolutely hate cargo shorts i'm gonna make sure he gets he a pair has of those. cargo shorts what he has a Beatrice, all the pockets for his penknife and his phone and his God knows what else, his his MacGyver things. Oh, he has a pair of cargo shorts. That's actually disappointing. I think he's had them since about 1989. She'd probably be happy if he bought a pair of new cargo shorts. Oh, you're right. He does have them. They look like a kind of a balloony skirt on him, like a Vivian Westwood <laughs> skirt. You're right. <laughs> a balloony Vivian Westwood skirt. That'd be very chic. He'd look like David Sedaris. So for all the complaining... Mom is cooking dinner. She just interrupted me there to say, would you like rice with that dinner you made me make you? So I left out all the ingredients for chicken with broccoli and she's making it. Oh my God, I love chicken with broccoli. She made bread for me today. It was very nice. She's the best. So now I get to sit through a dinner where the kids will all refuse to eat every speck of this. Oh, she told me they refused to eat dinner last night and started crying. What was it? Corn dogs and something else. I don't oh know. Oh my God, I would refuse to eat those corn dogs. Well, I was at the walk-in clinic with Fox who has strep. I mean, actually, it's a good thing I lost my job two weeks ago because... I've been very busy with having strep, Don yeah. having strep, and the kids having strep. So we're all sick. So And now the boy's mom has strep as well. Oh, for God's sake. It's and, going around. And my throat's feeling scratchy, but I'm not <gasps> sure if that's just psychosomatic. Oh, my God. Well, I have no insurance right now, so it's a problem. But anyway, it'll figure oh, itself out soon. That's so annoying. I forgot about that. I'll work it all out soon. So I think the conclusion is that I am doing my best to assimilate, to fit in, to be polite to my new American neighbours, and you are not. I am doing my best to represent Ireland in a positive light in America and to maintain my Irish accent because I get compliments on it all the time and it has nothing to do with me. I don't think you are going to make much of an impact in how Irish people are seen in America. There are enough Irish people in America to already have made an impression. Not in Fort Wayne. There's just us and that guy down in PJ Kellerman's, whatever it's called. PJ O'Donnell's. PJ JK O'Donnell's. Kellerman's Kellerman's is the summer camp in Dirty Dancing Beatrice. We should actually, we should, you know what? Here's a, here's a not without my sister task for us. We need to go to JK O'Donnell's. We need to chat to that barman. Oh yeah, okay. okay. We need I to mean, hunt him down. Sure the way I'm like, oh, we'll go and drink some alcohol. Oh, right. Okay. I'll go. I'll go. I'll, go. I'll bring, I'll bring my pitcher of coffee and we'll go in there and have a chat with him. I'll ask for a water. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. We'll be back sooner than you might think. If you haven't already, please sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, where for $5 a month, you'll get an extra bonus episode each and every Friday, and you'll also get this, the main episode, early and without a single ad. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. 
because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.